Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Absolute beauty from your captain 28 seconds after Winnipeg took the lead. McDavid tied it last night against the Jets. He also scored in the shootout as the Oilers won a great game. 2-1 over Winnipeg to bump the record up to 12-4. Tomorrow against Chicago, 6.30 for the faceoff show. Game at 8 here on 6.30. Jed, this will have Duncan Keith going up against his former team, of course, and Duncan Keith, he and Cody Cece got the assists on McDavid goals on the McDavid goal last night. And uh, Keith was asked today to assess his assist on the McDavid marker. Well, I mean, timing is everything too, right? Don't give that, uh, don't take too much credit away from that uh, regroup. I thought we gave him some speed in the neutral zone. So he had some room to skate. All right, Duncan Keith having a little bit of fun there. Well, hey, they didn't have to regroup. Keith was back in his own zone across to CeCe, who gave it to McDavid, and then number 97 did the rest. Bob Stoffer hopping on the show here. Back-to-back home games, Bob. McDavid comes through with spectacular goals, both to tie the games relatively late in the third period, and uh, and I think Duncan Keith uh, having a little bit of fun there at, at his involvement in the play, and I'm sure he was as wild as everybody else. Well, we're watching the most advanced player in the world, Reed. It's that simple. Like, we're watching a guy play at a level. So I'm in my mid-50s. You know, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, has somebody say, oh, the best radio show host of all time or, you know, animated discussion with, like, I I, I always try to be, you know, like you. Like, you make fun of yourself. You talk about being, like, in your Twitter account, you know, Mr. Blockbuster and an expert uh, chip evaluator. And and I say this because sometimes there's a degree of subtlety, and I don't like being too over the top, but the reality is we are watching the most spectacularly gifted player that's come in the league in the last three decades. The guy's off the charts. You know, he's must-see, the proverbial must-watch TV, and we're, we're not watching it. We're broadcasting. It's even better than that, Reed. We're lucky. Like, it's it's just crazy. Like, the last two home games and the, the sense of timing and when he did it, it's, uh, you know, it's a privilege to call it. And, you know, if you love the game, and I know you love the game, I love the game. You can, you can feel the enthusiasm in Jack's calls and, and Cam's call on the radio last night. We're just kind of lucky, and we'll see where it goes here with this team. But because they've got not just Connor, but also Leon, you know, two spectacular players, 
on any given night, anything can happen. Well, yeah, McDeem is the best player off the rush that I've ever seen. And I know there have been other great guys, and, and Lemieux could skate through. Well, actually, no, Lemieux could skate through opponents, but more literally through them, maybe over. <laughs> I mean, McDavid could weave through them. Mario could just kind of be like, I'm just going to go in a straight line and you're going to bounce off me. But uh, McDavid's blazing speed is uh, an additional element that I think a lot of the other great one-on-one players haven't even had. And like you referenced, by the way, he's the second leading scorer on the team. Dreisaitl still leads the way with 33 points and McDavid has 30. Look, that was uh, that was the good stuff. A, l- a little bit of a downer this morning with the Oilers injury yeah. news. They put a couple of defensemen on IR Slater Cuckoo has been in and out of the lineup, but he gives you what he has. But more significantly, the 26-minute-per-game man, Darnell Nurse, is going to be out two to three weeks. Bob, it's probably six to ten games. This is going to be dicey for Edmonton. I remember a few years ago they had that great, uh, I think they were 9-3-2 under Hitch, or 9-2-2, and then uh, Clefbaum and Russell went out now i think the team is deeper than it, than that team was in in a lot of different areas but that that's that's going to be hard to slice up nurses minutes well the other thing that happened that year is they hadn't built up a 12 and 4 start uh if you recall they actually got off they were they were a weird team of swings that year like they started 0 2 and 2 and then they went like 8 2 and 2 under todd and then they ended up dropping a you know, some games they went uh, net lost to Washington, lost to Tampa, came back, beat, uh, lost to Colorado, beat Montreal soundly, and then dropped back to back games. So they dropped like six out of seven or something. And then Hitch came in, and yeah, they got off to a 9 3 and 2 start on their Hitch. And one night in call, it wasn't just, I, I'll, I'll never forget it, like Clefbaum and Russell get hurt, and then Matt Benning gets sucked into a fight, and they're down to three defensemen for half the game in Colorado and just to look at they built up a four nothing lead that night and scored some great goals, but you knew they were in trouble and they had to go get guys like uh, you know, Weidman. Um that's when around the time that because they went totally in the skids in the end of the December. I'm with you. We're deeper. Uh, I'm gonna be really intrigued to see what Bouchard or you know, how can you know, does Bouchard play more minutes here? Tyson Berry Tyson Berry wants to be a leader on this team. There's an opportunity for him. They're set on the right side between Barry Bouchard and CeCe at this time. They might have to play one of those guys over the left side once in a while. Uh, but Broberg's obviously going to get an opportunity here. I'm going to almost guarantee you he's in. I, I didn't hear uh, Dave Tippett's availability today, Reed. Did he say what the plan was for uh, Broberg and, and for Lagesson, uh did it tomorrow? No, he did not say who's going to play tomorrow. Just obviously that they're both going to be needed. He referenced, uh, well, you know what, Kellen? Let's play, let, let's play it for Bob because I played it about half an hour ago. Uh, we got the, the tip on Broberg clip that's about 28 seconds. Here's what, exactly what Dave Tippett said about Broberg. You got it, Kellen? Okay. Well, anyway, we'll get that. We're having an issue with it. But he, he said that he's doing better now than he was in training camp and that he just has to get used to that North American tempo of the game, that the guys are on you a step or two faster when you're back in your own corner trying to get the puck going. Well, I mean, between, you know, I I obviously have my sources in Bakersfield. I talk to those guys all the time. Broberg's been their best defenseman. They've played him all the time. Uh, He's got an excellent defensive coach there, Dave Manson, that's proven that he can develop players. I expect Broberg in the line. I don't know if Lagesson's going to play. 
uh, I expect Broberg to play tomorrow. I, to me, it's it's Keith Broberg and, and Chris Russell on the left side, and, and Lagason's the number seven defenseman out of necessity. So I'd be real surprised if Broberg, you know, he, Logan Stanley's playing 14 minutes a game read for uh, Winnipeg. They're bringing him along a little bit slowly, and I fully expect to see Broberg play anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes a game here. It, well, I think more responsibility is going to fall on Duncan Keith, who's been playing about 20 minutes a night. Um, you know, when he came here, I was hoping it might be more along the lines of 17 and 18 minutes. To me, Keith has been a pretty up and down, Bob. I think he's had some solid nights. I do think he's had some struggles with turnovers. I mean, the pass in Buffalo obviously is was well publicized because it led to a goal i thought even last night sometimes where um passes kind of went to nobody or he made some hopeful rims that were cut off by jets players uh you know they've tippets referenced that he's still finding his way a bit keith talked today and said hey yeah i'm finding my way a bit to your good group i've had some good games i've had some bad games still trying to figure some things out uh, look he, he's a hall of fame defenseman but the oilers aren't getting the guy who uh, is playing at the level that, that is going to put him into the Hall of Fame. So I'm curious, too, how much more responsibility Keith yeah. gets and how he handles it. Well, that's why I'm wondering whether or not we're going to see a couple right-shot pairings once in a while. To me, CeCe's been uh, very good, uh, surprisingly competitive in 1v1 battles in the defensive zone. I think he's done a pretty good job there. I think he's been the better of the two between Keith and CeCe. And I just think they have to contemplate their experiences on the right side here uh, when Broberg comes in. And uh, I, I think they have to occasionally look at having two right shot D on the ice at the same time. So. Um, and did he quantify anything on the goaltending? Again, Dave did his availability uh, during the course of my show today, and I was running around all afternoon. So I didn't. Did he tease it all in there, terms of coming back with Skinner? There was nothing on the goaltending today. Because I know we're going to get uh, we're going to get Lanigan for Chicago tomorrow. I know that's been confirmed, and not Mark Andre Fleury which, of course, would have been a pretty interesting thing for a lot of Oilers fans out there who are wondering whether or not uh, Flurry, a pending UFA, might be available at the deadline. So uh, I, if I'm the Oilers, I do come back with uh, uh, Stuart Skinner, and, and, and I start Miko Koskinen no matter what in Dallas because Miko Koskinen has stoned the Dallas Stars in Dallas. He's played some some guys just have good starts in some buildings. Maybe it's the lighting. I don't know what it is, but Miko's had some terrific uh, performances in that building. I'd like to see him get the call there. So I come, I, I play Broberg, and I start Skinner tomorrow night, Reed, and I put Perlini in for Tyler Benson as well. Well, yeah, a couple of tough penalties on Benson. He did get a shift after that. He got one shift in the third period. Uh, I, I, I would put Skinner in as well because I think that's part of the. I mean, they want to see him continue to act like an NHLer, you know, act like a guy that can play at the highest level, not just in terms of his actual goaltending ability, but his demeanor and all those other little things that people talk about. You got to be a pro. And I think that's part of being a pro. You did it one night. Okay, great. Go out there and do it again, or, or at least give us another good start. Don't rest because you got one good one. Now, I'm not suggesting that's Skinner's personality. Obviously, he wants to do it again, but I, I would definitely give him another shot. And then with Miko, as we've seen, you know, maybe a little extra time between the next start usually helps him as we go through the season. Well, they're going to have to split him, right? So start Koskinen in Dallas and then come back with Skinner against Arizona. 
you know, and then maybe Miko got a victory out duel Robin Lehner in Vegas. And so the second time they go to Vegas this year, maybe get the same matchup as well. Reed, you, you, you brought up a good point. We're going to, we're going to find out, look, every team in the league's got injuries. Nurse is a big injury for Edmonton. Uh, you can make an argument if you have one of McDavid or Dreisaitl, that's different than not have a nurse. You know what I mean? Like you lose nurse and it's, it changes the complexity of defense. We're going to find some things out about the Edmonton Oilers over the next 10 games. All right, Bob, uh, are you going to, to watch anything this evening? Dare I ask? I am. I am uh, pulling into uh, Claire Drake Arena as we speak. Yes. UBC so, is 6-0. and oh. I didn't even realize that until I checked the standings the other night because I had yeah, they've, on the show. Yeah, they've... Uh, did you have him on today or the other night? I think you had him on the other night, didn't you? Kierchenko was on uh, Wednesday, yep. Yeah. Glad you know how to pronounce his name. I think I mispronounced it five times in one interview. That happens once in a while. Um, no, uh, you know what? They've had an easier schedule. Like, they played Trinity Western in a couple of those games, and Trinity Western's a new team. Uh, Trinity Western and Grant McEwen. I, actually, I think they played Grant McEwen, too. So, uh, UBC's the team that vanquished Alberta's dreams. The end of the, remember at the end of the 2019-20 season? Yep. Ryland Toth, the goalie. He's yeah. still there. Former Red Deer Rebel and brought into Seattle to be their goalie with Ethan Bear when they won the uh, WHL championship and he got hurt that year. Guy's a good goaltender. We'll see uh, Alberta, in my opinion, Reed, with all due respect to Ian Herbers and Stan Marple, they're down about four forwards from what they thought they were going to have at the start of the year, and all those guys had size. They're a small, skilled team, and some nights they get boxed out. To me, this is a B Alberta team, not an A team like he had in uh, 13, 14, and 14, 15. So I'll be intrigued to see how they do here as the season goes on. Bob, enjoy it. I'll see you at Rogers Place tomorrow, buddy. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.